Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you, the listener, to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. What is up? Welcome to episode 132. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I've brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of, and please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Hashdash. Currently, consumers leverage multiple online resources to research, find, and purchase cannabis products. Hashdash has created a single source for education, products, brands, dispensaries, and takes it one step further by pairing users with products that match their profile and needs through their unique matching algorithm, the smartest way to search and match with cannabis products. Sign up for their free beta release at hashdash.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter at hashdash and on Instagram at hashdash.com. No matter the day, no matter the situation, prioritizing your mental health should be at the top of your priority list. The entire reason I started this very podcast is centered around those words, mental health. When we don't prioritize mental health and self-care, we compromise our happiness and health, which leads to jeopardizing our relationships with ourself, our goals, our relationships. Working towards whatever goals you have also means that we are taking care of ourselves along that journey. And as much as motivation, drive, action, all of these words that create momentum are critical to our long-term success does not mean that self-care is not part of that equation. Like anything in our life, balance always plays a key role. Self-care means really listening to your body, taking those moments each day to check in, intentionally 
tuning in to the thoughts going on in your mind and challenging your behaviors and your belief system if things feel out of alignment in your life. It's having a constant pulse and read on your needs. A majority of us have a good enough understanding that self-care is important and that it plays a large role in a healthy life. But it's an entirely different planet when it comes to actually adopting a self-care practice that can truly improve your life. So how do you ensure that happens? How do you create a practice that's effective? Number one, identify what makes you feel joy. The challenge that I've witnessed with many incorporating self-care into their daily routine is that they try to fit a peg square in a round hole. Meaning that just because yoga or reading works for someone does not necessarily mean it will work for you. Which doesn't mean it's wrong for the other person. It just means it doesn't work for you. This literally goes for anything in life. Even everything I talk about on this podcast since episode one. I provide multiple points, multiple practices, different angles, because one size never fits all. We each have our specific needs, which is what makes us so unique. That uniqueness is important to identify and recognize. So if this is the case, where the hell do I begin? It's first about getting a read on your specific needs. I talk about discovery, and this is a part of self-discovery. Whip out that white material called paper and write down everything that brings you joy. Everything that makes you feel happiness flow through your blood and pull those lips ear to ear. As you write this list, go very macro and go very micro. Macro being maybe a time of day that you are happiest. Uh, a place, a season, micro being maybe a scent, uh, a color, a temperature. The idea with this exercise is to spend some time really going deep. I promise you, spending the time on this is a thousand percent worth it. I used to be so damn guilty of not slowing down to understand these things it cost me a lot over time. It meant that my stress level went through the roof and my anxiety climbed the scales. The challenge I know so many are going through is that they are in this constant state of worrying about everything they need to do or want to do and all the goals and things they want to accomplish and that it's difficult to peel away from that world. As if you're digging a giant hole and you say to yourself, if I just spend 10 more minutes, I can get a few inches deeper. Well, guess what? If you don't pause to drink water, you'll collapse from dehydration. It's time to take a water break and build your reserves. Focus on your sanity. You're no good to yourself if your mind and body continues to take a beating. By identifying 
these happiness triggers, you can start to build your foundation. An emphasis around your, your foundation. Number two, plan how to incorporate them. So you've identified everything that brings you joy. Now it's about identifying ways to incorporate them into your day. This is another area where I believe many have difficulty. Taking a bubble bath with a candle going is great. And as I mentioned, might work for some. But go a level deeper. How do you incorporate some of these things into your already filled day in some cases? I'll give you a great example. For me, the color gray is very relaxing. Its tone is simple. Many things match it. It's approachable. And it sparks creativity for me. Because it feels almost blank. As if anything can be thrown on its canvas. Candles. The ambiance of a, of a nice candle with the wick flickering is extremely relaxing and allows my mind to really slow down and think clearly. Music, subtle background music, music that doesn't, pl- doesn't pull my attention away from the task at hand, but complements my focus. And lastly, temperature for me. A nice 60 degrees to 65 seems to be my sweet spot. Warm enough to feel comfortable, but not antsy. Cool enough to to stay focused. So with these things in mind, I design my studio accordingly. My productivity pad, if you will. But most importantly, my happy place. My walls are mostly gray tone. I have a candle lit beside my computer at almost all times. My Amazon device is always playing subtle music in the background, and every morning, the thermostat clicks on to 64 degrees. The combination of these things brings me to my happy place. Now, sticking to the color side of things for a moment, I'm not saying you need to go in and paint your entire apartment or house a completely different color. Let's say yellow was your color. Maybe it's simply hanging a few photos with yellow in them. Hanging some towels in your kitchen that are yellow. Having a a yellow blanket in your office or your workspace. I'm using color as a micro example here, but the idea remains the same for macro things as well. A key to this, don't try to change 10 things at once. Try implementing one thing at a time. Maybe it's a a new scent in your productivity space, your office, your kitchen table, wherever you are working. Keep it going for a week or so and reflect. Did it help? And then move to the next thing. The last thing you want is to change 10 things and feel a lack of joy and not know where to look to change the one variable that didn't do it for you. Number three, set goals and evaluate. Let's say you're trying to cut down on screen time because you want to stay in the moment, to be more present. Rather than having some lofty time limit, start off small. The idea, as with any goal, is to set yourself up for success and not to dishearten yourself by setting something way off in left field. Start with 15 minutes and work your way up. 
Maybe it's going for a walk to get some fresh air and enjoy the scenery. Start off by walking for 10 or 15 minutes. This will greatly increase your chance of success and it will allow yourself to recognize that you are truly capable, which will greatly influence you to keep that self-care habit and even take the next step to increasing the time. Just as I stated with implementing changes to your environment, try your new self-care goal for a week. And if you can achieve it each day for seven days, move to a month. And after you've successfully implemented it for a month, increase that self-care goal. Sticking with, let's say, screen time here as an example. Increase it to 30 minutes and then to 50 minutes and so on. Between the time phase of this, at the end of each of those seven days, reflect. How did it feel? What changed? Did you notice you got more sleep before bed because you spent less time on your phone or computer? Or were you more present? Did, you, did your listening skills increase because you weren't distracted by your phone? Evaluation is critical. A little bonus tip here. Set the time and put it on your schedule. Hold yourself accountable to take the time for self-care. Here's the issue when we do not bake it into our daily routine. Chances are, it's not going to happen. One, it's a new habit we are trying to develop. Two, our days get busy and things pop up. If it's not on your schedule, it's just subconsciously telling yourself that it's not a priority. And we let other things during the day drown it out. And this is how the dominoes start to fall. Once this happens, you miss a day, then two, then three, and eventually you tell yourself it wasn't that big of a deal, and you try to justify why it wasn't important. But in reality, it was, because you identified it as joy, and you planned it into your daily life. If you still find yourself struggling to stick to your new self-care routine, sit down, pull out that white paper material called paper again, and, and write down why. Identify where the struggle is. Then address that reason and try it again. Number four, practice, practice, practice. This is a key point and, and one that I felt was a good place to end. Shit happens. Days can be chaotic. Things pop up. Emergencies happen. Things don't go as planned. And those things are okay. Because they are the fabric of life. We have this idea, even beyond just setting new self-care routines, that things will be smooth sailing. That couldn't be further from the truth, further from reality. Here's something to always keep in mind. Smooth seas never made a skilled sailor, except that things are bumpy, that we hit turbulence, that seas are rough at times. Implementing anything new in your life comes down to one important word, practice. What does practice mean? It means trying something over and over and over again until we refine it to where we think it should be. 
It doesn't mean hitting perfection. It means that during that practice phase, that implementation phase, we are going to run aground at times. The idea is that we start to create a map, and that map allows us to navigate accordingly. This is why reflecting and understanding that path is so important to long-term success of implementing just anything in our life. Don't allow yourself to get disheartened if you miss a day here and there. The idea is to have success at the macro level with these things. The minor hiccups here and there, they're part of the process. I remember one time hiking in the White Mountains, I saw this tree that just looked as if it got the living shit kicked out of it for majority of its life. Sticking out from the side of the mountain, it had lost limbs, had a giant gash on the side, the trunk split in two, but looking at the roots, they still grabbed onto the surface of the mountainside. The branches still pushed out life. The tree kept growing. Growing a direction that might have looked more risky compared to the other trees around it, but it was sucking up a nice view and most of the sunlight. And you know what? Here I am on this podcast talking to you about a tree that caught my eyes as I'm hiking. Be unique. Lean into hard days. Adapt. Accept. Stay accountable. Most importantly, focus on your mental health. Make sure you water your tree. The idea is to play the long game. And you're no good to yourself if you don't water your tree daily. Each week I do a a shout out of either a DM I've received, a mention, a review, a question. The purpose in this segment is to show each of you how so many others are going through the same things, pushing for the same things, looking for something more out of life, but more importantly, they're doing it. They're striving for more out of life. This week's shout out is by Trial Fairy who wrote a review. Every podcast, every single one delivers at least one aha moment. I had a professor who encouraged me to always seek profound knowledge. Scott identifies challenges and offers simple steps to meet them head on. His secrets to setting intentions is spot on. Got dreams? As he shares, focus on the upside of action and make that dream a reality. Super appreciate the review for an opportunity to be next week's shout out. Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram or leave an honest review on the podcast. You might be the next shout out. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into setting effective self-care routines. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all of the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind and on Facebook at the motivated mind podcast. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. I love you all and thanks so much for listening.
The Motivated Mind is a mindset production.